And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Welcome to Two True Freaks. This is Commentary Monthly Monday, and I am Scott Garter. This time around, I am joined by Chris, but not the Chris you're expecting. I have uh, kicked Chris Honeywell to the curb because, frankly, he's too stoned to make any sense whatsoever for this particular episode. So instead, (laughs) we have Chris Tyler, the hair metal. Yeah, I kicked the other Chris's scrawny. He did last, man. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, if I remember properly, I think what we're doing tonight, I think this was more or less your brainchild, wasn't it? Uh, I, I guess so. Sometimes I have <laughs> Uh-oh, maybe I got the wrong Chris. Maybe you're the one that's... No, <laughs> no, no. I uh, Yeah, this was, this was my idea. Blame it all on me. And also joining us for this episode, welcome back to Two True Freaks, our good friend, Michael Bailey. Uh, I'd like to point out at this point that uh, if everybody goes back and listens to the commentary we did for Comfort and Joy, uh, I think during that episode, Scott, uh, the high Chris, uh, <laughs> and I mean that on several levels, <laughs> talked about actually doing a series of these episodes, uh, but it's just one of those things that Never. Oh, what? That's you know what? That's that's true. That's very tried. Completely forgotten about that. Well, I know that this is something we have actually bandied about for yeah, some I mean, time. You know, just, it, just in one form or another, talking about this series has been something that I know you and I have talked about. I know you and other people have talked about it as well. So, well, Chris, I am so down. He he definitely wanted to be here tonight, and uh, I forget what. Maybe maybe it wasn't for public consumption. I can't remember, but for some reason or other, he wasn't able to make it tonight, which uh, which is a shame because I know he wanted to be here. But um, but uh, what we are <laughs> we gotta tear it off the wild turkey. <laughs> yeah, there so. you go. Oh yeah, that was it. He was in detox. Yeah, that's what he's got. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> he's gonna hate me after this episode. And by that, I mean the drags the the, the drag uh, the drag queen detox. And <laughs> yeah. <that> just... Ooh. <laughs> Oh, he's going to hate you more, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, he'll laugh at that. You know he will. (laughs) (laughs) Laughs because it's true. No, Um, (laughs) What we are talking about tonight is uh, we have decided... um, I had wanted to do something um, Superman-related. You know, this is Superman's 75th anniversary... Um, there's, uh, you know, it's coming out, that sort of thing. I wanted to do Superman, uh, in video, you know, in the movies or in video related, um, at some point during commentary monthly Monday. And we considered like maybe doing one of the movies or something like that. And then, uh, we kind of hit upon, went back to the idea, wait, 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 you know, what about, you know, one of the, the animated movies or the animated series or something. And we, we eventually settled on this. Because uh, Hero and I were talking, and we both just love this series so much. We're really just just big old geeks for this series. So essentially what we've decided to do tonight, it, it's completely random. He picked two of his favorite episodes. I picked two of my favorite episodes. So we're just going to watch. Uh, essentially, we're just going to do commentaries on four random episodes 
of Superman, the animated series, and uh, and you guys are uh, are invited along. So that's basically what we are covering tonight. So up first, and uh, to give you reference, if you guys have the uh, box sets, which is what we are using for this episode, first up we have Volume 1, Disc 1 of Superman, the animated series, and we are paused right on the episode selection screen. So you should be seeing, uh, if you've got the same box set as us, uh, six episodes on that screen. We're going to scroll on down to episode four, which is entitled Fun and Games. All right, so we all set here? Oh, yeah. I'm good. All right, so I'm going to do a countdown. So we'll do uh, three, two, one, go. Does that work? Works for me. Sure. All right, so three, two, one, Go. Or not. Let's see here. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. All right. Oh, this bugs. This bugs. We got okay. the bunny. There we go. All right, we're good. They uh, they really wanted to do an original opening, kind of like Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. but they just completely ran out of time I love uh, to get it done. There is only one original shot in this entire opening credit sequence. Hmm. Let me see. And, Let me see uh, it'll be the. It's coming up. It'll be him at night, flying away from the camera. Flying away from the camera, or flying towards the camera. I, I watched the openings. This right here. Yeah. That's original. That's the only original shot in the entire. I think uh, that was from the episode with uh, with Lana Lang. Mm-mm. Hmm. See, I love that there's a helicopter cast yes. included in the uh, in the opener here. That costume, by the way, the space costume, I had the action figure for that. I don't know if I still do, but I know I had it. You know, when, when those action figures came out, I like went to Walmart and bought just about damn near all of them. Scotty was an in-thing when this show was airing originally, and so I was buying the figures, you know, under the guise of being for him, you know, but it really I was yeah, buying sure. them so I could play with them too, you know. But, uh, yeah, we had a lot of them. I, I never got the complete set, but I had a hell of a lot of them. Some they were pretty neat, too. The Brainiac one was especially cool. I really liked I've that. I never had that one. That was, I think that was one of the ones I had trouble finding or something, but I don't know if I ever did get that one. Somewhere I still have one that is in, you know, mint on the card, you know, and that's, you know, never been taken. And it's one of the, like, super rare ones, but off the top of my head, I can't remember which one it was. It was like kryptonite armor or some crap. I can't remember. Oh, God. Really? I love this look on his face. This is this this is my Superman. As, as, as much oh, as you yes. guys are... These guys, you guys... I know you guys are, you know, the Crisis, the Crisis era, but this version, this continuity, this is my version of Superman. No, I mean, it, in all honesty, it it, it, it is very much... Like the same creative teams What's did that? with uh, Batman, they did with Superman. They pulled from all eras yes. yeah, and distilled like it down it. to its essence. Yeah. And so that's why I've always felt that, you know, especially when they got into Justice League, they did almost a better DC than DC did. I think they did do it. That's the way I feel, too. Yeah, I think they did because, again, like you said, they distilled essences. And while they didn't exactly sweat the continuity at the same rate, they were incredibly faithful to it. They were able to pull things together. What I like about this, this is a Superman 
that I think anybody that is a fan of Superman can look at and go, hey, that's my Superman. Mm -hmm. Even though we're all completely different because this Superman feels to me very, very much like the the Burn era Superman that I love so much, yet he has the classic Silver Age origin, which I actually love. I actually like that origin of Superman better than Burn's origin, but I like... Chris Reeves' playfulness. Yes, very much so. Uh, but his, the Clark Kent in this is George Reeves. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's like they pulled from every good version of the character or the better elements of every version of the character. I mean, and, and what they did is, for years, I kind of feel bad about this, and I'm going to have to do a little bit of retracting. <laughs> I've often said for years that Superman had a lousy rogues gallery and i've recently come to the conclusion that he doesn't have a lousy rogues gallery he's flying with his legs apart i hate that i hate that (laughs) it's a lazy lazy stroll but he's just uh he's just not had you know certain creators haven't hit on how to do the rogue in the right way and i think here with this episode that scott chose they showed that the Toy Man can be a very credible threat. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. See, I love this yeah. scene. I love everything yeah. about this scene Stop. except for one problem is having Superman smash in through the window illustrates that the ball should have gone out one of the multiple windows at some point. But I you still love that scene. I love it because when it hits him in the head, he's got that annoyed look on his yes. face. Like, it's not exactly hurt him. He's just... <laughs> He's obviously had enough. Really, 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 really. Night. I like the police having the Superman lettering. <laughs> oh, he didn't throw him into the sun after all. He just delivered him to the police station. You know, I, 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 I never minded the Jimmy Olsen from this series, but I never really liked him at the same time. If that makes any sense. Do you know who voices him? Uh, I forget his name, uh, but he actually did, on one of the special features on one of these box sets, he actually... Yeah, he is a music That's guy. right, that's right. If I'm not mistaken, he was also... I don't know who he plays, but he was also in the um, Tom Hanks series, From the Earth to the Moon that Tim Daly was in playing one of my absolute favorite astronauts. He plays um, Jim Lovell in that. And that's that's one thing that instantly endears me to this series is that Tim Daly is voicing Superman. He's just, he's awesome. Well, the entire yeah. voice cast is just awesome. It's one, oh, of, yeah. those, it's one of those rare times Everything that you had so a voice right. cast that could have stepped into the live-action versions of the role. Hell yes, I would love to see Tim Daly from this era as a live-action Superman. I would love to see Dana Delaney. As Dana Delaney, yeah. I just want to see Dana Delaney. I mean, I'm just saying, hey, watch the movie. Ex- I was about to say, Exit to Eden. <laughs> I've been in love with her since she was Andrea China Beach in... Um, no, you know, I never watched that, but when she was uh, Andrea Boma in uh, Mask of the Phantasm, I fell in love with her voice. I was like, oh my god, I don't even... Now, look out. Hmm? to me, the inclusion of Bruno Mannheim into this so early in the series uh, is, has, has, is proof of two things. One, 
that Bruce, Tim, and company love the Kirby characters. Mm-hmm. And two, that the fourth world, at its core, is a Superman spinoff. You know, I know that you've recently become very endeared of that. I have to say, this is the only time I have ever um, not only given a crap about the fourth world, but actually enjoyed it. I love the fourth world stuff in this series because it did make it feel like a natural extension of Superman in a way that I never really got out of the comics. But the the Apocalypse arc, especially mm-hmm. the one where um, Orion comes to Earth. Apocalypse Now, part I, one and two. Jesus, I love those episodes. Those are a couple of my favorites. Well, See, I had to resist the urge to pick two-parters because there were several of my favorite episodes or two-parters and I kind of wanted to pick them for this go-around, and I thought, no, I really want to go with two very distinct episodes, you know? Well, like, like the Fourth World are hated in the comic books, because it, it was one of the, you know, part. Jimmy Olsen was a part of, of, of that book. And, yes. And Superman was in Forever People number one. Mm-hmm. I, I've just come to the conclusion that, kind of like the Legion of Superheroes, it's just a spinoff of Superman. You know, and and, and like, like in the way, this is going to sound really weird, like in the way Different Strokes is a spinoff of Facts of Life. <laughs> Bruno's got a big ass. Um, this is my, one, one See of the my favorite. See the N is turned around backwards on the Daily Planet building? I'm sorry, go ahead. I never noticed that. Um, no, no kidding, no hyperbole. This is... If not my absolute favorite, in the top two favorite Lois Lanes. Mm-hmm. Not only because Dana Delaney did such a great job voicing her, but also because she's not annoying. Oh, God, that's creepy. <laughs> um, she's not annoying. She's not overly critical or insulting to Clark. She's in love with Superman, but not overly so. Not like yeah. falling over herself. And she's just a solid character in every episode she's in. Now, I have and- a confession to make right here. Normally, I hate giant things. You know, like the, the, the big giant goofy threat. This cracks me the hell up. I love this part. Well- it just makes sense given who the the villain is. I just love it. Quack! He's got this giant, you know, a big thing that size would make it. It's a big dog, yo. <laughs> I love it. Shoot at it. You sounded quack. Oh, I love it. No, no, they're not dead. Well, they might be. <laughs> no, yeah, this show doesn't really pull any punches. People do die. Oh, yes. <laughs> James Cameron obviously watched this episode when he was filming Titanic. Oh, oh my God. I the Titanic in his movie had been sunk by a giant duck. I would love that <laughs> shit. Really? Okay. I'm sure sci- I'm sure. I'm sure a sci-fi channel will get around to Mega Duck versus Titanic eventually. That would be awesome. I'd pay money for it. I would. Watch this. I love it. He's going to hit the rubber duck. (laughs) 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 And yet they make it look so dynamic. I know. The animation in this is gorgeous. 
It, it's really interesting, though, to kind of... Because I remember listening to a commentary that Bruce Tim was involved with. I think it was for the Doomsday film. About how the animation of the direct-to-DVD movies is so different from what they did on the Superman animated series. And they're right. But at the same time, it doesn't make this any less groundbreaking or not mature, but more of, you know, it's obvious it was it was a cartoon designed for children. But, you know, bottom line, it was kids WB, but it still has such a classic look and the characters are treated like this is kind of like Batman, the animated series. This is an episode. This could easily have been a live-action Superman series. Mm-hmm. Just you couldn't do it. He's with... getting annoyed. I love it. All right, I'd be damn it too. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I love it. I think we're. I think we're about to lose Scott. I think he's just gonna fall in love. I, All right. Well, let's not lose Scott. Let's let's go back to talking about how this show pulls in stuff from everywhere. I mean, let, let's. Oh, this let's is a talk show about the made... Fleischer. Oh, I, I look at yes. this and I see this is this is somebody taking everything they learned so far from Batman the Animated Batman, Series and really wanting to bring that Uh-oh, Fleischer look to that world. And hey, I, Lois, how I, you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, if chicks had purple eyes in real life, ooh, that would be the end of me. You, you, Doesn't you that make for one of Aqualad's people? Why not? I'd be yeah. Isn't that but, the reason uh, that Aqualad is an outcast from his people because he has purple eyes or some shit like that? I don't. I Aquaman was an outcast because he had blonde hair. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's that's a that's a very particular race. <laughs> yeah, Rainbow so, Bright. Rainbow Bright and the My Little Ponies had an illicit affair, and that she should have a cigarette themselves. hanging out of her mouth. So. <laughs> In fishnets. <laughs> you know what the team up they should have had but never did. A Batman Superman team up where Baby Doll and Toy Man are the villains. Oh, that would have been awesome. I wonder if they ever did that then in the comics. Okay, that doesn't make Lois less hot. Um, uh, this means he changed her clothes at some point, though. Wouldn't you? Yeah. That reminds me of the time we were watching it. My wife and I were watching an episode of Batman the Animated Series, and at the end of it, Barbara's in like a, a surgical gown. Because she's been injured, and Rachel's like, "Which one of them undressed her?" All Alfred. Yeah. Alfred. That's actually, what I said too. <laughs> I said Alfred. He didn't look much, and he didn't. I love the Clark Kent with the tie undone. Still haven't heard. Hard at work on the ugliest computer ever. <laughs> That's cutting edge, man. It was 1993. First man. Jesus, was it 93? I don't even remember. It was 96. What the link was. Oh god, so ooh, she saw a 16 watching this. Okay. Nerd alert. <laughs> I was 20, my friends and I all got together. We made a big uh big uh like party of the premiere when it premiered in primetime. Nice. Got pizza, beer, whole nine yards. It was great. I want you to get it right. Oh my god, I remember continuing to look at his face. Oh, toy man so creepy. I remember when right, there's all the porn. It was on it was on primetime. Yep. And it was hosted by that guy he had just hey, gotten a new TV show. He was like a wise-cracking school teacher or something yes. and he was the Me. most annoying host it's ever. Like, yes. 
one most people. I remember that. But he was the WB's big star at the time, which is pretty freaking sad. Now, what I like about this origin sequence, one, is that it's done as a pop-up book, which is just a genius in and of itself. Well, it keeps but, intercutting with what's going on with, with Clark and Jimmy learning the same thing at the same time. I think that's really very clever. But it takes the idea that, you know, in the comics, the Toy Man was Winslow shot. Mm -hmm. Well, this kind of turns that on its head a little bit, that Winslow Shots was the father, and his son becomes the Toy Man to avenge him. Right. And I love that, because it adds a depth to the backstory that really the Toy Man in the comics, except maybe when Byrne got a hold of him, that he never really had a complexity that just right. wasn't there. Yeah. So I mean, just just the fact that we, I mean, it's it. While I I enjoy the episode, it's it's so much better than the Toy Man from Lois and Clark, who was George Jefferson. <laughs> what did he sick wheezy on Superman? Uh, oh. odd, odd, odd that you mentioned that she was in the episode too as his assistant. So. Um, oh good yeah. lord. It was the Christmas episode where two Bond girls met because, um, what's her name? She got all naked and wild things. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was Christmas Jones name. and James Bond. Yeah, I Denise can't remember Richards her name. Yes, there you a, go. Had a small role in it. So you had Terry Hatcher and Denise Richards in the same show together. I would watch Superman versus the Jeffersons, though. I actually would watch that. <laughs> But it's got to be George Reeves versus George Jefferson. <laughs> Mannheim was one of those characters in the comics, especially around this time, uh, when they did the post-crisis version, that I kind of I liked him as a villain. Here, he's more... He's almost like what they did with Morgan Edge in the post-crisis. Yeah. Um, and it still works. I mean, it, 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 uses, it uses a name changes the character significantly and yet it still feels like it's from the same universe you notice that lois is wearing gloves that make it look like she has no fingers mm -hmm. yeah and her jumper makes it look like she's got huge fat cankles that was a very nice piece of animation there mm -hmm. where you get the the perspective of the toy soldier and the focus changes from his face to the barrel of the gun that that's a very clever piece of animation very real world, I like that. Still saying, that outfit is, is just not making Lois any less hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's debatable to me. <laughs> yeah. A little too uh, prepubescent looking there with the bow in her hair and everything. I'm, I'm a creep, but I ain't that much of a creep. <laughs> oh, look at this. Yep, green slime. Love it. Whoa, oh, wait, huh? It's alive! What I, one of the things I really like about this, and we had a moment like this early in the episode, when the duck fired the missiles at Superman. Because he's so used to no, nothing really being able to be much of a threat to him, a lot of the series worked on the level of Superman taking a moment to realize, oh, wait a minute, you know? This is a threat. This yeah. is something I need to deal with. And the same thing just happened here when the toy man hits him with that thing, then starts to grow. Superman has a moment of going, oh, wait, I totally misjudged this. I, I, I actually like that because it makes him 
human by showing his overconfidence in usually being, you know, the most powerful being in the room on the planet the whole nine yards. He is the most powerful being, but he's still, he's not like Silver Age level power level, you know? Yeah, and and I think that actually is one of the things about the series that works. You know, the the common complaint when people have to tackle Superman in some form or another is that he's too powerful. I've never bought that as a valid argument. No, I don't because, either. Because you can power him down. Now, some I was recently reading an article on Cracked that caused me to sit there and type up five pages of anger um, where they were saying if you depower him, you make him less than Superman. And I'm like, well, you are the laziest human being on the face of the planet to even conceive of that argument because when Superman gets too powerful, I check out of the story. If he is just powerful enough, then it's amazing when he flies, it's amazing when he does something strong, but when he actually comes across something that you don't know if he's, you know, you know he's going to beat it, but for the drama of the piece you don't, then it just makes it that much more dramatic. It makes him even more, you know, like that Superman. See, right there, the only problem with that scene is that one of the people that Superman was carrying needed to be nine numbs, so when he flies out just ahead of the flames, he can go, yeehaw, and have it go. (laughs) (laughs) What are you guys doing? I have no idea. I'm just standing here. He was a sicko, Ken. There's Clark. Now, outside of an episode we're going to be discussing later, they didn't really focus too heavily on the Clark Kent side of his life. Um, I don't think that hurt this series, though. Uh, I think they they had him there enough. Well, they're half-hour episodes, so... Right. He has enough interaction with Modern Pa, though, that you get it. And then when they introduce Supergirl, you know, you, you get that, too. There is, uh, God bless the. Oh, you, you guys know who Toy Man was, right? That was Harold from Harold and Maud. It's Bud mm-hmm. Court. I, I knew I knew the name, but I, I, I always some hard pressed to to put a face to the name. Well, there's so many so many voice actors you, that we need to talk about on the show. <laughs> well, you guys, uh, while we're between episodes, you know that uh, something is happening soon that has never happened before. What's that? A father and son will both have voiced Superman because Sam Daly, Tim's son, is going to be voicing Superman in the Flashpoint animated movie that's coming. I heard, yeah, I heard something oh. about that. And I was like, that really has never happened before. Because terrible things happen to people that play Superman. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That's all I'm coincidence. Not... <laughs> I know it's an odd coincidence, but still, it's just I mean, what's, something... What's the worst thing that happened to Dean Cain? He hosts crappy blooper show now. Come on. He is the <laughs> nicest guy on the face of the planet, by the way. Meeting him, I got the sense that he actually liked meeting me. Which was a bit more than I can say for another more beloved childhood hero, you <laughs> asshole Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> <gasps> You're trying to tell me the Hulk was mean? Lou's kind of a dick, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And you didn't see it coming? I mean, I'm, I'm not. He, he's not Bruce Boxleitner level, you know, jackass. But still. Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> see, I, you know, 
I have never met Bruce Boxcutter, uh, Boxlander. Boxcutter. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm a big Babylon 5 fan, it. so he might be a schmuck, but he I was. like my Babylon 5. I, I, I do want to uh, take this also as a, as a moment to kind of mark the fact that Shirley Walker damn near wrote a Superman theme that rival John Williams in, for this series. It's right up there. I, yeah, I love, love her theme for Superman. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's just, it's classic, but it fits the time period, and if you ever get to hear, like, the full version yes. of the theme, there's so much more to it than just the march. And it's just, it's, re- I mean, the, the music in this show was just excellent top to bottom, and I'm so glad that very soon... Um, a La La Land Records is going to be releasing a soundtrack Ooh. for this and for the Justice League. Oh, are they? Yes, they have announced it. Uh, they haven't announced a firm date, but and I will be picking up both of those. I might have to snap those up that, too. I yeah. jumped on the I jumped on the Mask of the Phantasm one while I still had a chance. I was very thankful to get that one. It's about damn time because while I have both of the Batman ones that they've done, well, you know, including Mask of the Phantasm, they've also done two box sets for Batman the animated series, mm-hmm. and I, I own them, cherish them. I think they're awesome. But as much as I like the music of that series, it can be a little hit and miss. Whereas I love the scoring for Superman, the animated series. And I I failed to mention this during fun and games, but this definitely would have come up anyway during a little piece of home. A lot of the reason I picked fun and games was because of the music. I definitely picked a little piece of home because of the score for that episode. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll, We'll probably be talking over much of the episode, but there is a moment in that where it's essentially a chase and a lot of shots of Superman flying, and the music. Oh yeah, that I know what you're talking for that about. Is mo- is not the style of music I would have picked. Not the style of music you would, you know, ever associate with Superman. Totally, totally works. It's yeah, awesome. No, it's it's basically a jazz piano piece, and it's just fantastic. I was you know like, what music you could almost. And I know you love that, and I, this is a joke, so don't don't so take it for what it's worth. But you know what music you should put in there as a, as a joke, the chase music when Biff is chasing Marty, right? In Back to the Future, because <laughs> that villain that he fights is voiced by yeah. Biff Tannen. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. The guy he's ch- that's right. I'd forgotten about that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, uppercut. Uppercut. I, I had completely forgotten that. You're absolutely God. I can't believe I forgot that because he was actually uh, one of the villains on um, um, Batman the Animated Series as well. Yeah, he, he was. was um, who was he? He was. He was Boss Zuko. He was. That's right, Zuko. Zuko. Yeah, that's oh. right. That's right. And he did a great job with it too. It yeah. Just, but I like that guy in general. So are we? Uh, we want to queue up the next one? All right, are we ready to yes. roll? All right, so next episode is called A Little Piece of Home. All right, so on the count of three and then go, we've got three, two, one, go. We've got the bunny again. 
Love this opener. Absolutely love this opener. It, it, it has, I you know, it's really funny. It's a very Silver Age Krypton with so many burn influences. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. And I think and again, that's why it works. Yeah. Oh yes. Voiced by Christopher McDonald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who then goes on and does the voice aged of Superman, Superman on, on Batman, Batman Beyond. Beyond, and he's yeah. awesome. And he's also Shooter McGavin. Shooter. Sorry. I've been meaning to check out the comic that's based on that because everybody tells me it's really, really good and that I would enjoy it, but I just haven't gotten what, around to it. What, the Superman Beyond one? Yeah. I see. I read the special and I really liked it. It was written by Tom DeFalco, of all people. Um, I've been meaning right. to pick up the trade that collects the first, that special and like the first, you know, handful of chapters from that uh, digital comic. But I like the costume. I think it's really neat. Oh, we get Clancy Brown in this one. I'm a big fan of of the DeFalco Friends team anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both did that that special, so. Uh, You kind of have to feel bad for Clancy Brown because he did show up to audition for Superman, and they they made him the bad guy. But he is so synonymous with this character now Mm -hmm. that when I close my eyes and hear Lex Luthor talk, especially the businessman Lex Luthor, this is who I hear. What I loved about this Lex Luthor is they knew that the businessman angle was played out by the time they got to Justice League. And they turn him into the crazy mad scientist powers of yep. Lex Luthor by then. Yep. And, and they made totally it a natural it. progression, which I always felt it was anyway. So. <laughs> I love this. It wouldn't be Superman without him fighting a giant dinosaur, right? Well, the thing that I love about that, one of the really, thing, really awesome things in this is that I don't know if it's intentional or not, but I look at this episode as an homage to d- two different cliches of Superman. Is one, yes, he's fighting a dinosaur, which I can't help but wonder, is that a Fleischer. callback to um, the Fleischer episode? What's the name of that one? The the Something Beasts? The, I forget, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And also the fact, you know, of fighting a robot because it's, you know, it's a robot dinosaur and Superman, you know, come on. That's what Superman does. He throws shit into the sun and he fights, you know, he fights robots, you know, (laughs) awesome. Scott, if I knew how to draw, I'd draw you a a 30 page book of Superman just throw random shit into the sun. I would I would buy that. I would buy that. This is awesome. Yeah, that's going to work. You you were talking about yeah, the score. Here's another good example of that. Yes. It's just very dynamic and far beyond what you would think of as a typical animated um, animated score for, uh, oh, Superman's for television. Oh, Superman's got a headache. Oh, get Superman some Excedrin. When you've got a headache this <laughs> big. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> send him some chicken I can't. You think we wait. should help him? <laughs> I can't wait until that music gets released because I will be. Yeah, it's. Oh, I don't know man. which one. Obviously, they're probably going to do Last Son of Krypton. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, oh, which has a, which which is you know has some great music in it, but I'm hoping that they have do what they did with the series and maybe just do the first couple of episodes. 
the ep- the music that swells right as Krypton is about to go kablooey is right up there with the same moment from Superman the movie to me. It's one of my favorite pieces of music is that final music just before Krypton you know explodes is just beautiful. He doesn't do a whole lot of talking in this episode, but the the voice of Mercy Graves Mm -hmm. in this series is, uh, let me refresh myself, Lisa Edelstein, who would go on to be Cuddy on House. Uh, Oh my god, you're right. So uh, now I can connect Superman with House. Wait. Uh, yes. I was going to say the other reason you know that Lex is a douchebag white tie with a white shirt <laughs> after Labor Day you asshole what uh, what character is that on House I only want she's to watch the, she's the head of the, the hospital oh okay that, that he's constantly right, yeah. going into the office and arguing with yeah that that's Mercy Graves hmm. now here is my dork moment for the episode oh god you know it's the 90s because some douchebag with a soul patch is there <laughs> um, the guard that comes up and talks you don't to have the force superman jesus you got enough powers <laughs> i'm sorry uh the guard who comes up at top is voiced by yuji okumada who was chozon in karate kid 2 <laughs> oh my god you're blowing my mind mike you're he was also in an episode of lois and clark so I can connect him to another thing in Superman. But it's just like, when I when I found that out, because I was looking on IMDb, I'm like, here is the dumbest scientist to ever work for Lex Luthor. That's a classic shot of him looking at the kryptonite, the green. Yeah, you're an idiot. Why don't we just call you Dr. Deadman? Uh, uh, Dr. Obviously just modeled after Bruce Tim. <laughs> Don't forget that. Don't forget that. There shouldn't be an opinion in your head that I haven't there, put There awesome. isn't an opinion in your head that I haven't put yes. there, Mr. Luthor. I kind of just want to take some cuts from Highlander and dub them in there. No, what you really need to do is, 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 take, uh, is take some some dialogue from SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> the first time I learned that he was the voice of Mr. Crab, Mr. Crab was like, oh my sweet God, you're right. It never occurred to me. I was like, I'm, I'm blown away by that. See, he's got one of those voices that you can instantly pick up on to me. I said that the first time I said, like, really? They got the Kurgan voice in the exactly. kid's character? See, I, can't, I just can't see the Kurgan in the you know studio in front of a microphone doing that ridiculous crab voice. You know what I mean? Well, you know, he, he's had a very you know interesting career. He was the Frankenstein monster in that Sting movie, The Bride. Oh, good lord. I don't think she's interested. I'm sure she is. Aren't you, baby? Like the thought Why don't you of make like a girl... tree and get the hell out of here? <laughs> Actually, I, I, I will say this. Uh, that actor has, one, did a great song. Uh, yes! Where he was talking about... the questions? Yeah, but... He's done a series of videos that you can find on YouTube of him traveling to different cities. And he's got this puppet character, and they are funny as hell. Like, it's like him and Chris Honeywell should get together and do like a Pisspot the Rabbit crossover. I'm not kidding. 
Little showcase so number four moment. Turkey meatloaf, baked potato, no butter, no soup, salad. <laughs> yeah, I'll take your order now that you've saved me. At least she changed Sorry, her clothes finally for this episode. I don't remember her getting out of the purple outfit very yeah, much. She does a couple of times. Take a look at this. Not enough for my opinion. No, just kidding. Oh my. Oh my. I'm sorry. Just clumsy, I guess. What is it? Man, Superman's lame. Little tiny rock hurts him. Come on. <laughs> you know, the, the good thing about this series, though, is that they never overused kryptonite as a weakness. Really? Um, Actually, Clark, it's a rubber eraser. You're busted, dude. <laughs> God. It's no her pulling a gun on him, but it'll do in a pinch. Would like a large orange juice, chicken soup, and tea with lemon. Did you ever read? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you ever read the Tick? Uh, no, but I watched the series. Yeah, he he took out he took out Clark Oppenheimer, who's a very thinly disguised Clark Kent with a green eraser, because he thought it was kryptonite. It was awesome. <laughs> That is, that's like the first Tick story, too. Jesus. I love the Tick. So, apparently, Commissioner Gordon and Professor Hamilton had a kid at some point. I never trusted that. Gordon. And this is why. You're right. Gordon was Superboy, right? <laughs> he does look like Gordon, too. He absolutely does. Can this dude's pants get any tighter, I'd like to know? Yes. <laughs> I like the fact that that one mobster has the complete douchebag mustache, too, and the hair parted in the middle. <laughs> it's like, how can you get stereotypical and, 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 and have it animated? That's amazing. <laughs> does, does he ever call anybody a butthead in this episode? Because that would rule. Oh, that would have been amazing. Come on, butthead. Now make like a tree. <laughs> Come all the way over here and all you got for me is nice beer. <laughs> I love it. These guys are just regular dudes with jetpacks. Oh, my ass is on fire! But I know what you're talking yeah. about with the music, Scott. It's very jazzy. Yes! And, and just not what you would expect, but it totally works with the scene. This is the other thing Superman does. Catch helicopters? Catches helicopters. Oh, and he also throws a lot of shit in the ocean just to piss Aquaman off. <laughs> Stop you ocean! That's pollution, asshole! Love this. This, is, this episode in a, in a moment coming up is one of the great all-time Bibbo moments from this series. Look well. at Lex. Ooh, soda. Soda. Is that the one? No, 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 not that. this one. Hey, Superman, you ain't looking so good. <laughs> one of my favorite characters. What were you saying, Mike, about Gordon with Superboy? Bob Hastings, the voice of oh, that's right. yes. the Superboy on the Filmation series. That's right. Yeah. He was also, this is really getting deep, geeky, he was the father of Ralph Hinckley's girlfriend on Greatest American Hero. Holy cow. It all comes back to Superman. See, every, every time I say something... It actually like, all uh, comes back to Disney, but I, I'll give you the Superman one for this for, for purposes here. It's six of one, a half a dozen of another side. I love that. I love it when Superman's just oh, really that, getting that fed shot up. Of him bursting out of that is just so awesome. Right back at you. Good luck. This oh, cop's you're gonna name, die. Oh, no, you're not. He did a name tag that said Mooney on it. That's yes. the only thing wrong with that part. 
Uh, here, Officer uh, Moody. God, I love this music. Moody, grab your hat. The first one's on me. <laughs> I swear, flying like a big bluebird with bright red boots. Okay, you win. I give up. Ah, my ass! <laughs> yeah, why isn't? Why aren't his feet being like singed off and curved? It's 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 Lex Tech. It, it works. You know, it's funny because uh, a little while ago that was a black and white screen, but you know, whatever. The only complaint. Don't go in the crypt, that man. The only complaint I have about this costume is that there isn't an S on the cape. And, never bothers me. And and I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you why more recently because in the the recent animated film Superman Unbound, the cape is back on the S is back on the cape and it looks great. I always like the solid red. But I like that is is is. Shorts are like satin red. Good. Yeah, well, they darkened the costume, but I always felt that Superman's costume would look better with a dark red and a dark blue. Uh, but then That's have cool. the yellow be a bright yellow, and it looks like it's glowing. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I, I always like the fact that they darkened up his costume a little bit here. That guy's dead. <coughs> Just murdered. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Go back to everybody loves Ravens, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, come Piss on. Off. He also does Lobo. <laughs> Piss off, Popeye. <laughs> There's the fight you always wanted to see Captain Strong versus Bibbo. For those who actually, I would actually have loved it back in the uh, Fleischer days if the Fleischer Superman had fought actually, the Fleischer Popeye. I thought I think that would be cool. You know, it would be interesting. Some, um, I have to agree with our good friend Andy Leyland that Superman hovering over people while he's talking to them is kind of a douchey Superman move. But the yeah. the shots in this series of Superman with his arms folded floating outside of Lex's office are always awesome. <laughs> See, I like that a lot. That right there always reminds me of Yellow Submarine for some reason. I'm not sure why. Kiss me, you ball-headed freak. Ooh. <laughs> you look like Telly Savalas and he shuts a lollipop in his mouth. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna discover in this series that Harvey Dent and Lex Luthor are brothers. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I like to watch. <laughs> oh yeah! If I had known that was coming, I would have done this. <laughs> uh, another great character they pulled in from the comics, Professor Hamilton. Don't like exactly where they eventually took him. It's oh, funny you prick. say that because I was just about to say that I've never been able to decide whether I really am down with where he eventually went or not. And uh, I'm trying to remember, correct me if I'm wrong, 
where he went in this influenced where he went in the comics. Is that right? I think I I, I don't know that for sure. It just happened at the same time. Right. So a lot of people were saying, well, they're just doing it because of this. I don't quite agree with that. But it's possible that it happened. But to me, Hamilton should be the one of the guys that's always on Superman's side. Yeah. And in the very last episode, he's like, I'm kind of afraid of him. And I'm just like, really? He made your career over the past couple of years <laughs> and gave you scientific discoveries? You've got to, you've gotten to examine alien technology. You've gotten to go to the Fortress of Solitude, you jackass. You but yeah, I, I, I liked, yeah, I liked them better as friends. I really did. I liked him as, as Superman's geeky science buddy. You know, he, he was basically, you know, the the Bill Nye that Superman could go to to, you know, to get his questions answered, essentially. I, I liked I, that and, dynamic. And I like that because I've never been down with super scientist Superman. Um, I like when he he can understand something, but not when he automatically knows the same thing as your scientist character would know. Well, also it it plays into Superman as scary guy. Granted, it's just one guy; it's just Hamilton being afraid of him. But again, it plays into that. I don't like that. I don't like Superman as somebody that someone would fear, unless you know you're going to take that person and that's their angle as. You know why they're why they become a supervillain or some you know some dynamic like that. But taking an established character that I think most of us have come to really love Emil Hamilton as a character, oh, yeah. and suddenly revealing, well, you know, Superman threatened him one time, and now you know he he, he got feels, all butt hurt about it. Yeah, well, like, that was when he was under the the control of Dark Side, though, wasn't it? No, that was he he came and got Supergirl and was pissed off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, now, I, I've recently come to the conclusion that when Superman first shows up, if there's like, you know, like, like first shows up, like this is the first time we've seen the flying man in the cape, that at that point people might be a little nervous, but once he saves the world once or twice, that's when he should get the free pass. Uh-oh. I don't know. It's all a big publicity stunt. He must want something. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, not Spider-Man. Yeah, I was about to say, he's not Spider-Man. <laughs> I like the fact that the dinosaur is as upset about the doors closing as they are. <laughs> this isn't working out for me. Lois, get under this so it can crush you. <laughs> you were supposed to hold it open. You know, if this was a Schumacher film, we'd be playing hockey with this thing. <laughs> Awesome. Kill the heroes! Sorry. Superman should totally have some some skates that pop out of the bottom of his boots <laughs> yeah. right now. <sighs> Good thing we, we established earlier in the episode that there's lead stuff in this. In, in... Thank you, Chekhov. Thank you so much. Cute little pooch. Maybe I got a milk bone. <laughs> you get points not only for the Ghostbusters reference, but for the really good hair. Um, um, uh, not Peter Scolari. God, I can't remember his name. That guy. Rick Moranis. Rick, Rick Moranis. Moranis. Very good, sir. Ooh, did I just get half an ass cheek there when she was crawling backwards bit, across the floor? Oh, yeah. oh, I like that. I like you like. <gasps> it's well, too dark. Yeah, dirty yeah run from me in fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big ducky. You know what this reminds me of, though, is that scene in uh, Meet the Robinsons. 
was it Meet the Robinsons? No, it wasn't Meet the Robinsons where he's just like, I'm a giant thing. I'm a giant creature with tiny little hands. Oh, what movie was... Oh, bullshit. No woman would ever make that shot. <laughs> okay, I am walking away from that statement. <laughs> oh, I'm just stirring the pot. Ow! Metal Hero, when you suddenly find yourself alone, uh, that's why. <laughs> I Ow. already am. <laughs> so I might as well have the comedy. <laughs> the sex no, this low is white. You know what would have been better if Lex Luthor was sitting there with, like, popcorn in his hand? Or if Luthor was inside of it. There's, like, a little, like, command chair inside of it. like, sexually? Or... Ooh. Oh, you meant, like... Okay, I see what you're saying. Oh, you I'm broke sorry. the Nintendo, you asshole! No, Lois, thank you. Oh, it was an N64 and he was playing the Superman game. <laughs> it did look so like completely... He was playing the Superman That's... game. So it's completely justified. Yes. Watch, watch, watch. Watch, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> All right. I uh, love S in this. Uh, yeah, they really got it. Do it. Do it. Right into the sun, baby. Yes! <laughs> That's why you picked this one. No, green. Uh oh. Green. Uh -oh. Boy, dun, Indiana dun, Jones dun, has fallen on hard times. <laughs> oh, I love that episode. Love it, love it, love it. That's a great episode. Absolutely. Oh, Christopher Carter. That yeah. See, that's yeah, Chris Carter did a lot of the music for this show yeah. too. He's a great composer. Great, great composer. That's a good episode. I like that one. Well, it introduces Kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And he fights a giant dinosaur. See, this is the thing I love about these DVDs is when they showed these on television, like a lot of TV series, the end credits usually got drowned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here you can watch them. You can pause it on the cast list. You know, you can really appreciate the music. I mean, it's just fantastic. Absolutely. All right, so time to switch discs. Right, which one do I need now? We, we need, need going... disc three of volume two. Yep, volume two, volume two, disc three. Oh, minor, damn it, it's one of those flippers. flip ones. Oh, yep. crap. Okay, well, if you gotta pee, this is the time to do it. Is it? <laughs> while we, while I try to figure out which side to put into the DVD. <laughs> we'll just put it in both both sides, and we'll see which one works better. Ooh. <laughs> hey, no. That's not I'm the first time you've used that line, is it? <laughs> uh, well, first time with you. <laughs> Be gentle. <laughs> it's yeah. Scott's 15th time. <laughs> oh. yeah, I was wondering why everything was so loose. Strap a board to your ass. You don't want to uh, fall. Oh, this one's all freaky weird. What's going on? Oh, I can't read this. Uh, Which one? I'm just putting one side in. If it's not the right side, I'm going to flip it side over. Side one right. has uh, nighttime. There we go. So I think we need the other side. No, nighttime's in volume three. Yeah, you got the wrong disc, dude. Oh, man, my eyesight must be going. I wonder <laughs> why. <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable right now. I just, I don't, I don't feel ashamed to admit that either. <laughs> so I need volume two? 
While we do this, I do want to discuss how awesome it is we live in a day, in a day and age where all of this stuff is available. Oh no! In joke. some way, shape, form, or fashion, because when we were kids, like you had to tape this on TV off of TV, and if you didn't, you were kind of screwed. Yeah. Oh, I got it! Oh, I got it right the first time! Yay! Yay! Oh, there's a lot of good episodes on. Oh, prototype and then heavy metal. Awesome. Right, hopefully, I, hopefully I get the right disc here. <laughs> Episodes. No, but recently I came across something that came out during Superman's 50th anniversary, which was a poster uh, that I could not afford because it was too expensive on eBay. That was basically promoting all of the videotapes that were coming out in celebration of the 50th anniversary. Yeah. It was the first time the serials came out on VHS. They had some episodes of the series. They had the movies. And for a long time, that was all there really was. Thanks to the advent and popularization of DVD as a format, you know, you could get box sets of pretty much except for the animated Superboy series from Filmation, and I think some of the Filmation Superman cartoons, everything is coming out on DVD. Even the Superboy series is coming out on DVD through Warner, you know, the thing where basically they print it on demand for you. Right. Uh. Um, Where you can also, by the way, get the Kathy Lee Crosby Wonder Woman um, pilot from 1974. And I know Scott's Probably hasn't gotten it yet, but is very excited to get it. The Shazam television series is now. Yes. Oh god, I cannot wait. I cannot. It's out. Wait. Is it out? Yeah, it's out. You can oh, get it. Oh, I'm gonna have to pick that up. I love that show. You got to get it through Warner's website, just to tell you. And just just as further proof, in case I needed any, that there was something like really wrong with me as a kid. I loved that earlier incarnation of, of Wonder Woman with, uh, with what's-her-name? Kathy Lee Crosby. Yeah, Kathy Lee Crosby. I don't know why. Because Ricardo Montalban was the villain. No, I didn't even remember that. The part of that I always remembered <laughs> where, she, where she got trapped in the room with the, with the mud was coming in, and she was going to drown in mud, basically. It's you like, just wanted to see Kathy Lee Crosby in mud. I, I guess so. I was deeply. Do you have some sort of weird shit fetish, Scott? <laughs> I know that's what it looks like. It looks like it's back, like the sewers backing up or something. <sighs> oh, that's hot! <laughs> oh, I'm do that hot shit action. <laughs> Are we ready to get into? this? I'm ready to get into the late Mr. Kent. The late uh, Mr. Kent. And it's funny because you guys, uh, I kind of, I feel bad because I kind of invited myself onto this one, um, but. I was wondering which episodes uh, Chris was going to choose because I knew it was Scott. I was like, God, I hope he chooses like the late Mr. Kent or Nighttime or something like that. <laughs> He's just like, oh, Chris and I are apparently on the same level with this series. Very good. Well, so you, gotta, you know, they, they do different things. So you got to explain this one, Chris, why why you picked this particular one. But let, let's go ahead and get it cranking first. So, all right. So we're on, uh, what was this, season two? Was this disc three? Is that right? All right, so we're doing the late Mr. Kent. So, again, three, two, one, now. Here we go. We got three, two, one, go. I'm going, I'm going. Dun, dun, dun. If I have to see that fucking bunny one more time. (laughs) 
Alright, so uh, why did I pick this one? Well, yeah. first of all, it does have a crackerjack ending. But uh, yes, it that's, does. Not, that's not the only reason I picked it. Um, this is not a Superman story as much as it is a Clark Kent story. And uh, oftentimes that aspect of the character gets overlooked. And I like the fact that this starts off very much like... Uh, oh, what was the Clint Eastwood movie? Where he's trying to get the guy off death row. Same thing. Paint your wagon? Yes, that was the one. That's one where he sings, right? I, I think also it has a really first season of the adventures of Superman with George Reeves feel to yes, it. Yes. It's kind of almost film noir. Yeah, it's and, and, Clark and it's Kent. construction as a reporter. As the main character. Having to be it's, an actual investigative journalist. Yes, which I like. Mike, um, you, you'd said before that there was only that one piece of animation with him flying that was original in that opener, but is that shirt rip from another episode? I think it is, but I'd have to cor- I'd have to go back and listen to that commentary again because I'm, I'm I'm piecing that from me remembering. You know, Perry White really doesn't look distinctive in this show at all. Ron Troop with his '90s hair, thank you, Ron. That's what it all boils down to, doesn't it? And they gave Jimmy a mullet. Why was Dick Grayson there? Why is? We don't. They don't talk about that. But, we mustn't let but the narration, I you know, to, uh, I hope I'm not stealing too much of Chris's thunder. The no, narration man, of this episode is also, I think, what really separates it from from the rest of the pack. I That's mean, true. Is, yeah, this is really one of the most innovative episodes they did because you know you think you think of animation, you think of all the things you can do with animation, which means you can do crazy shit all the time. You can have like air, you know Superman chasing people through metropolis with jetpacks and in this one we have clark in a prison trying to save a man's life and it's like what i love also is watching it knowing that computer discs are like a key piece of finding right. you know the, the killer but it's just it's one of those episodes that everybody who likes this series talks about you can if you get uh, any if any fan of this series and get them to there sit in there go, and Ken. talking about their the favorite episodes. I am willing to bet that nine times out of ten, Thanks. the words "the late Mister Kent" Ken, are go, uh, are going to come up, and it ties in to an older episode because this cop character yeah. that Clark is That's talking about right, yeah. was involved heavily in the episode that introduced the dude with the um, uh, the light powers. I forget his name. Yeah, Light Ray. L- luminous. Oh, luminous, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was a big part of that episode and kind of a jackass. So the fact that they called yeah. back to that just shows you that, yeah, they didn't pay attention to the continuity of the comics as heavily, but this show definitely had its own continuity to it. And they did adhere to that. I mean, you can watch most of these episodes on their own and enjoy them, but if you watch them all together, you see a definite progression of the characters. Jimmy Olsen in this reminds me of James Arnold Taylor, like, seriously. I can see that. Well, it'll do. little pizza... Wait. Little heat vision. Do you like penicillin on your pizza? Gross. Did you just make a teenage Ninja? Yes, I did. did. <laughs> Holy crap! Very good, Scott. 
By the way, I love that movie. Well, I this is like meditating. I happen to love that movie. That's another one that we need to do a commentary for then. Mainly because of original uh, C. Jones, who's just awesome throughout that entire film. Absolutely. Well, I like uh, whichever the hell one of the Corys it is that that Corey Feldman. Yeah, it's Feldman. Yeah, who's playing the nerdy? I actually <laughs> like Feldman. I, I I was a big fan of his before he became like a total like whatever happened to him. Before he was passed around Hollywood like candy. Yeah, no kidding. I apologize for that one. We were just talking about uh, time after time recently yeah. on uh, Star uh, Star Trek Monthly Monday, and I yeah. remembered the part where uh, Corey Feldman is the one in the museum when H.G. Wells first winds up in, you know, quote-unquote modern day. It's Feldman that realizes that he's the guy in all the pictures in the museum, and nobody else catches it. I always, I always thought that was a really cool scene. I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. You know, it's funny, for a show that was developed to be timeless, this little element right here sure dates the hell oh, out of it. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> it's kind of yep. funny in a way. <laughs> well, you know, there was a moment like that in uh, in the very first episode we, we looked at, um, where Jimmy's teaching Car- you know, Clark how to use the computer, and it's like, you know, you can cross-reference with this system. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's called Google. <laughs> here. You now have a DVD. Congratulations. Yes. Hello. Did that really say New Baton on the wall? Because that's sick. Baton. Kent? Which is German shit? Who knows? Dude, put up some you posters or something. Walker? Christ. How? He's not home enough to oh, enjoy yeah. that. Hey, see, how are you doing, not, Lois? Send over just a little more, please. We're pigs. Yes, we are. That's all right. No, that's all right, because eventually we need to record a show with the hottest cartoon slash comic book women. Oh, I forgot. This is the one with the uh, with the blatant, like, action figure vehicle promotion. Which is funny. Which is funny because this series didn't have a car, but the Kenner series that came out based on the comics did. It was the Matrix conversion coupe. There was some... With an ad, with a Clark Kent, it's one of the ones that I want. I thought uh, that was that, based on this series because that's what no. I was talking about. Is there was the there was the Clark Kent car. They may have had one for that, but the the, the that, that was, was a nice cool. piece of animation. Yeah, where it went white first, black and white first. Now, how did he not hear that beeping with his super hearing? Because he was so he was so like turned on by that 1.3 megabytes of storage <laughs> data that he had. I like that, to think uh, that he was listening to, like, Asia or Journey really loud, and he just couldn't make it out. You like, like Superman going along, carrying my wayward last yep. little Krypton. Nice. Love the coloring of the underwater yeah. kind of being purpley for the yeah. red. And oh, there's the rub. Nope. No, because... My secret identity is paramount. Dude, fly down, find a buried log, wrap it in your cape, and fly out with it and say, look who I just rescued. And come on. It's yeah, well, no, but, but, but it makes for a good episode. So it no, it does. So, it does. So, you know. But I don't like it's it amazing that that spit than... curl. Yeah, no, that spit <laughs> curl stayed through all that. That's amazing. That's the that's spit girl of steel. They broke my Apparently. car, they're such a bitches. All right. Who wants this Jeff Foxworthy CDs? Who else but the real killer would have done this? He was probably afraid Kent was getting too close. Would you like to Jeff see what's under my coat? 
Is it just me or does he look like Marv from Sin City? He looks like Marv from Sin City's, like, little Lee Marvin in this. Any sign of him? Looks like Marv from Sin City's, like, younger brother that didn't turn out so well. He's like the Danny DeVito. Schwarzenegger's twins. Drew's got all the good stuff. I got all the crap left over. Blaine, listen. See that I think it's Jules. <laughs> I was wondering what the hell you were talking about. Jules, Jules. I know. Now, I, it, it I was not being racially Ooh, insensitive. It's hot. Mind if I ask him a few questions? She's a drawing, dude. Oh wait, she's a cop. She's a lesbian. All right, everyone. What? That Maggie. <laughs> Maggie Sawyer. What? Which they actually put in and yeah, just don't tell anybody. Yeah, real subtle, wasn't it, Chris? My son's car blew up. It was real this subtle. This is my friend Toby. Yes, my friend. I mean, this is serious. I know. I guess. And I'm not gonna say, but uh, my Kent on this is a kind of a gilf. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of well, you know. They, it's they, also Shelley Fabre too. So I was about to say they keep trying to uh, to to give us Martha Kent's that, that are hot, and that makes me a little uncomfortable. It does not make me uncomfortable. But it's just like I just love the fact that the producers of Man of Steel said, "We see you're a Neto tool and raise you, raise you Diane Lane." <laughs> You <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> but they also said, we got Kevin Costner too. Yeah, I like Kevin Costner. I do, I do too. Recently we watched Untouchables. So. Who's the dude with the, that's with the, cl- the cotton ball head there <laughs> sitting next to Ron? <laughs> I'm Smitty. I work, in, I work in accounting. He's a sports guy. Clark was nice hey, to me. Hey, 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 it's my funeral. Where the hell are you running off to? Actually, that was Steve Lump <laughs> in this universe. Yeah, but they didn't even hit. Was he, he was never on, was he? Was he? No. No, Steve was never a part of this series. I figured I'd Thank God. Clark one last Though time. he was very funny in Superman government. Unbound, especially since he was voiced by Dietrich Bader. I was really right. disappointed with that one, just because I didn't I care for the version of Brainiac that they gave us. But oh, that's just me. Shut your mouth, sir. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, that was mean. What is on his, like, the, the headboard there? What kind of symbol is that? I, I need to see. It's it Kryptonian. <laughs> it's, it stands for Virginity Cured Here by Appointment. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry, God, but in my. Clark have all of these Reader's Digest volumes? Read you can the read them in two book. seconds. Same as you. Wait a second, that's Madonna's sex book. What the hell is wrong with him? <laughs> In my universe, Clack and Lana got it on when they were kids. Well, teenagers. Why not? Did you see that? He was walking like his underwear was chafing or something. Yeah, I just want to know how he affords this apartment on a um, newspaperman salary. That is a rather spacious apartment. He doesn't have to eat. What the hell does he spend his money on? Porn. He likes to eat. What are you talking about? Though why does he have to eat? He has X-ray vision. If he can't, if tease. come on, if he has to wear a spacesuit into space, if he's going to be out there longer than an hour, then the, he, this suit man so has to eat. And I liked him too. I really did. Oh, I never told him how much I wanted to blow him. What? <laughs> Maybe he'll show up. Yet. Well, that's all right. It was, it's never sure. too late. Especially oh, you know I'm here. Anytime. I witnessed. 
<clears throat> fisherman? Yeah, I found out he is. It's just a thing. I was about to say yes. And then he died. It's a wonder he could see the ocean. Clark could have made it to shore after all. Yeah, he would have Really? So, he had to wear glasses. So, God, I suck at this. <laughs> Ooh, what? New photos of me? What? Oh, what? It's a bomb. Superman! Um. Yep. Yeah, well. Well, we're out of here. Why didn't he well, eat it or think something? Kent's dead. Because that would have been too DK. Yeah, but like everybody else in the adjoining apartments are dead now too. Yep. Oh, don't you know a, he rented those out too? So it was a focus blast. Oh. Yes. <laughs> That's what she said. Who the hell has water towers like that anymore? Uh, places where. Uh... Set up high rises. It's gasoline. Oh my god, that would oh, be. Oh crap! No! They had a, they, originally it was just going to be him urinating on it, kind of a similar animation style, but uh, like Strange Brew. <laughs> exactly. Oh, those people are dead. Oh no, they're not. That's gross. Now I'm thinking about pissing. You see that stream of water coming down <laughs> on those people. <laughs> Why does this stink so bad? Superman's really into golden showers. <laughs> Uh, this this commentary just took a dark turn. Oh, it's <laughs> That's because I'm here. Totally not for the children. This one needs a, a label on it. I feel bad too. I was thinking about Superman the animated series. I should probably keep it clean, but I don't know. That dude with the with the village people mustache kind of ruins it. <laughs> Police. Detective Bowman. Ooh, different outfit. Though it is, he's got total meh, meh, see, lips, doesn't he? Meh. It also looks like he's playing pocket pool, but that's entirely beside the point. I would be with Lois, though. Though, uh. I always cut all the pockets out of my pants. We did poke fun at the N64 game. There was a really good video game based on this series, Shadow of Apocalypse, that came out. I never got to play that one. It's great. It's got a lousy ending. But you, hey, there's a whole level where you can do nothing but burn live wire with your heat vision. So, Oh, good, because I would love to burn Lori Petty with heat vision. Just between you, me, and the wall. God, she's so spunky. Sorry, that was my fault. <laughs> That's terrible. What? Wait, Ran, why are you his doing... ear to the wall? Yes, why are you using your x-ray vision? This dude, I love, he's just always drawn all swarthy and sweaty and gross. He does have like that, uh, you know, I come from the Greek people kind of look about him, so... Whoa, now who's being racially insensitive? Uh, me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> My landlord's Greek. Kick him, kick him. In the balls, right in the balls. Uh, you huh? know my boyfriend's Superman, right? And why he isn't bursting in right now? Oh, no that's idea. bullshit. We should have got a full-on panty shot there while she was falling. <laughs> Do you think that probably scared the living crap out of him to have Superman burst through the wall behind you? Superman goes back up. He's had a heart attack. So, yeah, I, have to, I have to ask this Yeah, question. get out of the way. The amount of times See? Lois has been saved by this point, do you think she stops shitting herself every time she falls off a building or gets yeah, thrown off something? She probably counts to three. One, two. He's up, there he is. You're, 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 you're using a helicopter. 
Thank you, physics. Ow. Oh, oh good. Those bullets sure stop Superman. Now let me get away in the flying machine. And the cable goes out. Damn it. Yeah, it's a good thing that Superman fella can't fly. Oh shit. I do I do like that, you know, he's invulnerable to the bullets, but they're still powerful enough to knock him to the knock ground. Yeah, I like that too. And, and and I've always I'm it's the best of both worlds, because then he's invulnerable, but oh this is a great piece of animation. <laughs> you know what that means? And then you did like a goofy woohoo-wee! <laughs> Well, they need to dub in that sound from that scene in Batman hit. Forever that was never in. If the bat wants to play, we'll play. Sorry. He gets pulled backwards and he's strung into there. a web between the Twin Towers. <laughs> nice. That's it. Yeah. Smash it. it to the ground. Oh, I love it. He actually did, too. At what point did you think that any of this was going to go your way? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it wasn't over yet. Lux All right, give up. Play its, part. it's a big ducky. What do you mean he's not here? We've got the real... <laughs> I'm sorry, but at the last minute... The I'm sorry, my dear, but we don't allow women in this club. <laughs> you know what would have been great? Is if time for him to make the, the guy call. didn't want him to see the governor, so he broke through the governor's steel Yes, door. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I actually was thinking about that. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Ah, <laughs> that one's fat. Why is my fifth grade science teacher watching this? I'm actually very glad at no point in this episode that they ever play the race card. I, I actually give them kudos for that. No, and, and, and that was the great thing. It's just like, yeah, he was a black character, but it was never brought up like, you know, he was in there because he was black. It's simply the character that the cop used. Ooh, death by farts. That's... That would suck. Okay, you sit Old... there. He's going crazy. Old school suit man. This guy's innocent. I'm going to fly in and break this gas chamber and save him. Champion of the weak and the oppressed. I mean, that never goes out of style. Nope. This is what happens when Superman eats Mexican. Oh, God. The fat that leveled Metropolis. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be giving the thumbs up, too. Great story, what did that say? Thanks, Fans Nick's Thanks, new duds. This, oh, is okay. the that they, this is around the time that they uh, did the electric blue mean. Superman in the comics. My, so uh, a dig at it. My my Wait mind here. misplaced the uh, the A and Superman the U there for just Dan's demand. <laughs> so after I swam the shore, I guess I'm. What did I get? Oh, hey. Lana. I don't believe. <laughs> How you doing, Lana? So, uh, oh. Lana yeah, like right. great in this series, by the way. I loved. Yes, yeah, she is. In the episode that introduced her, where she right away is like, yours. "So did Martha and make that for you?" Yes, like, I love that. <laughs> and as much as I love Lois, nothing I like better than the big titted, green eyed ginger. <laughs> yes, baby. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that Lana was his first love. And she's always going to have that special place in his heart and in the hearts of the fans. Except when she's played yeah. by Kristen Crook, when I wanted her to die horribly. I didn't want her to die horribly, but... 
Whatever. I stopped watching that show after she came back and they killed Jonathan. I thought that was the worst trade ever. <laughs> oh, here we go. Guilty. 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 I like to watch. It's the same people, almost. Yes. It is the same people. Oh, and finally... Oh, these are some... Wait, wait, wait. I just over. realized something. The guy under the hood is Tom Hanks, He's then. Superman. Right? Uh, no, Tom Hanks didn't wear the hood. Oh, okay. They were all, they, none of them had a hood. Roll on one. Sorry. Wow, that's, I mean, for what is... That's a dark Arguably ending. a children's television show. Yeah, I, that rivals some of the darkest stuff on Batman. Wow. It is a great ending, though. It really is. Wait a minute. He's Batman. What? <laughs> it makes sense. Who can afford all this shit? <laughs> oh, isn't that Wayne Tech's rampable thing to make bridges? Of course it's Bruce Wayne. Sorry. <clears throat> great, great Joey episode. Fisher was Lana Lang? I had no idea. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so are we ready to go to the last one for the night? We are. Switch this uh, one more time. We've got Volume 3, Disc 2. We are about to watch. Does anybody need a break or are we good to go? Let's, let's do this. All right. I'm sorry, Mike, you started to say? We are about to watch my favorite episode of this entire series. Really? Yes. Oh, Bane. That's the only thing I can really remember from this episode, right off the top of my head. <laughs> um, one, it was, you know, they, they didn't do team-ups with Batman. They did, you know, the, the world what was the world's finest movie. Uh, but it's a three-part episode of the series itself. Yeah. They, and later on in the series, they had a team-up with, uh, where they both fought Ra's al Ghul. Um... But really, you didn't have too many team-ups with Batman. And so when it happened, it was always, you know, like a really big deal. But here, we're playing into one of the classic Batman-Superman team-up tropes, is that something's wrong with one of them, so the other has to find out what's going on. Yeah. I have to say that the picture here on the episodes page... Normally, I love these shots that they have. This one shot of Superman flying at us is really kind of... It's not quite on Yeah, model. he looks like he's taking it in the ass. <laughs> not well, what I was uh, thinking, but... That's, that's one... That's... What? What? Um, <laughs> I didn't say anything. Who would mention such a thing? Yeah, he does, he does look, look like he does look like little big head man, which is funny because that's does. one of the episodes. Yeah, it's though. one of the episodes. That's, that's funny. That's the same thing I was thinking. <laughs> we also have uh, Superman as Doc Savage there with the flames. That's from uh, New Kids in Town. New Kids which is in Town. A great yeah. episode. I really like that one. Absolutely. All right, are we all queued up for uh, this? By the way, this was season three. What was this? Disc two, is that well, right? Well, volume three, because there really weren't defined seasons of this show. Right, yeah. This is volume three, disc two, episode seven, nighttime. Nighttime. All right, we good to go? Yes, absolutely. All right, so we got three, two, one, go. Go. <laughs> 
Give me the bunny, give me the bunny! Ah, there he is. Oh, Bugs Bunny. You are no Mickey Mouse as a corporate mascot. <laughs> I like some, some Bugs Bunny, though. I do. He's an asshole, but I like him. <laughs> Ain't I a stinker? That's why that Family Guy episode where they showed Elmer Fudd shooting him multiple times and then snapping his neck. <laughs> and then dragging the bloodied body off. It was great. But this opening does feel like a live-action TV show opening. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they chose the most dramatic shots. Uh, I think you're right about that last thing that we're about to see, though. I think that is one of the more the original ones, because I don't remember... I'd have to watch the series again, but a shirt rip doesn't stand out to me. Ah, uh, Lobo. I like the fact that you only appeared in two episodes, because that's all that was really needed. <laughs> Do we need Lobo at all, really? Uh... Now, here's a character that was Oh, God, I forgot about her. Over on the Batman animated series. Yeah. Um, that I didn't know about at the time because I hadn't seen a lot of the Kids WB Batman episodes, even though outside of the Riddler, who we will see in this episode, I thought that the changes they made to the designs were all pretty much epic and awesome. Um, but her name is Roxy Rocket, so... I have to. I almost want to. I almost want to say that she was kind of like the inspiration for that obnoxious character Dan Slott or whoever created for the Spider-Man in the brand new day verse that is the internet celebrity type character. How did you really think this was gonna go? See, I didn't think you were foolish enough to make trouble in my town. Well, with Batman missing, the other she is a total Paul Dini creation, clan. though, you I can tell. I thought I'd try my yeah. luck here. Back up. What do you mean, Batman missing? I thought you'd know. Don't all you spandex boys have club meetings or something? We're not exactly friends. <laughs> Aw, I'll be your friend. Not yet. I mean... Sorry, little girl. You're not yet. <laughs> oh, she snapped his wrist. <laughs> but fortunately, she's really into that, so that just turned her on. Gotham experience. <laughs> you get mugged and then shot. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Gotham. It's like that episode of South Park with the uh, John Denver experience, which is the plane the continuously crashing. Into the oh, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. There's always the relief pitcher. Now it took me a while, but I eventually really warmed up to this version of Robin, and I have to say that it was the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker movie that really made me feel something for the character. Yeah. Um. And I like that costume design now too. I think it was a real. You're lucky. You're not real. My only problem with this is that Let's I wish that they had here. just gone with Jason Todd. Because it's completely Jason Todd, Definitely. except that they call him Definitely Tim Drake, and that always drove me nuts. I wish that they had just gone with Jason Todd. Uh, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, if they would have called him Jason Todd, the fans would not have shut up about the fact that eventually he needed to die. Uh, I, 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 I see your point, and I agree with you. That could have been the Batman big reveal Batman. in Return of the Joker. Now. 
Yeah. Although, come to think of it, though, no, I, that wouldn't work because he ended up living in in Robin. So I guess no, that wouldn't really work. But I love that. Those guys. Just Ow! Hey. You okay? I could. Okay. You sure. just stay right box? there. Around. Yeah, they're not okay. going to move because they're crippled for life. Where's Bruce? I love this. <laughs> he called me. All right, so uh, we can talk worry. then, obviously. But he was weird. He wasn't himself. And he wouldn't just bail like this without telling Batgirl or Nightwing to fill in. What do they think's going on? Batgirl traced but no, when, it, when the, the new look premiered, I was kind of against the design of Robin, but I have since so just really come to like how this character looks in the animated spree? series. Superman looks a little off-model, and I never really noticed it before. Kind of makes sense. He's not in his element, so... That's true, yeah. Crisis is coming. Sky's all red. No, we just switched to that background. So That shot there, the bat signal in the sky, with that particular shot of Go the Gotham streets reminded me of... Uh, that promo poster for uh, Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller that I used to have. We didn't lose uh, Hero, did we? Good evening, Commissioner. Sorry I'm late. I hope not. Blue. Oh, okay. There you are. <laughs> He's yeah, just yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I've been making comments. I think you've been Where muted, dude. Have you been? Well, maybe my mic was wonky. <laughs> but I'm here. This is, and this is why the episode is so much fun. Because this is Absolutely. how <laughs> Clark sees Batman. You succeeded. Crime's up 15% in the last oh, two weeks. You know, if I stick my it's chin up enough, worse. he'll this be convinced. Taken by airport security two hours Did he ago. get tall? <laughs> this is great. Right here. It's Look familiar? Bane. Oh, Bane. Oh, yes. <laughs> Bane. Word has it he refines <laughs> his venom formula. They say he's twice as strong. <laughs> then I'll have to be twice as careful. But this redesign of Batman. Batman is awesome. He yeah, looks black and gray. You're telling me. My favorite version of the costume. Right. Doing the cape thing. You are overplaying the character, sir. <laughs> he just yeah, he pulls it up like Dracula. <laughs> Slowly walks off. Oh, that was a total dick spraying uh, Batman going off. That was great. Love that. Mr. Wayne, have you ever noticed that your building is shaped like a giant penis? <laughs> what? Of course, because I fuck everything in the world. We are the technologically advanced company that, that still uses typewriters. Precise muscle control. Plus, the nice. Oh, I love this Don't little joke, this gag. Precise muscle control. Don't do that again. <laughs> I need a gizmo from your belt. Second part. He's a good mimic. Yeah. It's not super. At least it wasn't super ventriloquism. Oh, which gosh. I think most of us can agree is the dumbest power Superman ever had. Super, <clears throat> super singing. Yeah. The yeah, screw you. Is pretty bad. We have this epic story, and at the end, Superman's going to sing to defeat the bad guy. Didn't he, like, shoot, like, rainbows out of his hands at one time? Or an issue, yeah. Yeah. 
But the great thing about this episode is not only you have the fun of Superman dressing up as Batman, which is a very Silver Age convention, uh, but the ultimate bad guy proves to be Brainiac. So it's just a great way to kind of tie everything together. It's a solid story. So uh, then I'm sure work, many people will now poke holes in because I said that. <laughs> I love the, I love the fact from? that he oh, knows he something's up with Bruce because Bruce is smiling. So Bruce is <laughs> around the globe. Or I haven't smiled since I was eight years old. Yeah, 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 your parents are dead. Shut the really fuck up. <laughs> you're, lo you're loaded. Strange. You can bang any woman on the planet. Get over yourself. Something's moving. Sorry. These papers. You know, Bruce, I go out every night and save people, uh, and my entire planet was destroyed. So, uh... So fuck you, buddy. They're microscopic robots. Why does Bruce has crabs? <laughs> oh, really would, you know, sleeping around. There's a needle in the earpiece. It's kind of icky. Someone's injected nanites well, into Bruce's he's body. He's sleeping around with robots. He's under some kind of mind control. This, of course, was the set of a 1970s science Even fiction film. Where to find the Mad Hatter? I'm no stool pigeon. Why should I tell you? Love the penguin. Is Isn't that enough? <laughs> You're breaking my heart. I was really disappointed that they that David Ogden Stiers didn't always do the voice of the penguin because when he started doing it for like some of the more directed TV, and... <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I didn't say kick over the building, dude. Jesus! Gotta do something scary. Where? I mean, nothing against Paul Williams, who I think did a really good job with the part. Uh, but when David Ogden Steyer started doing talents, the Penguin, it just seemed right. Gotham City. Anyone now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Roddy McDowell was actually dead by the time of this episode. And that you sure? I think so. And I think no, that the it, lines... He's in the, he's in the, he's in the credits. Yeah, it sounds like him. No, no, I, I, it's his voice, but I think it's actually recycled from other episodes. No, not him saying alien. He could have died after it was recorded. That could be. Here comes the part of the episode I love the most. Yeah. I hate that redesign of the Riddler. Yeah, me too. Really? I was about to say the same. No, I love the suit from the, the Fox series. I like the suit too, but the one piece is alright. Reminds me of Gorshin a little bit. It wouldn't be so bad if he wasn't bald. I, I never understood him going all skinhead. That just doesn't make any sense to me. All right, now we have the He embraced his place in the KKK. <laughs> about to uh, about to see the Dark Horse Comics reference of the episode. That was mighty convenient. Now, when this episode first premiered, it was on the same morning that they did Legends of the Dark Knight episode of the Batman series with nice. the. So I will always kind of associate those two episodes, those two episodes together. Ow. Boy, this is really... This vain. Things are about to go very badly for you. Yes. Because... Yeah, Not the Rapanui head! No! Not the symbol for Dark Horse Comics! What are you thinking? The oh, that's Dark right. Comic that was sucks. the legend, the legend thing, right? And here we go, my favorite moment. The look Maybe on their faces is priceless. Not only that, but once he starts laying in on Bane, even though they go to different shots, you still hear Superman wailing on this guy. Yeah. 
and he is just oh, this is just magnificent the, just, the eye pop the, that's the just, thing it's just like oh shit he is angry <laughs> because I'm one of those people that if Superman had been alive at the time would have wanted that moment where he's about to break Batman in the cave and Superman shows up to bail him out because you know at some point Superman should you know be better than Batman <laughs> just <laughs> yep he just wrecked you <laughs> <I'm tired>. <laughs> <laughs> bitch you know it's funny that the Bane in the comics was more of like the luchador wrestling, you know, Mexican wrestler type thing. Here he's more of a bondage. <laughs> well, I want to take Roddy McDowell's from that hatter was inspired. Yep, yeah. in freaking inspired. Okay, and he just shattered Mad Hatter's nose. Can't let you do everything. It's all right. That man doesn't smile. See, if Batman smiles, I'll I think you should get more scared. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, okay, what's he going to do to me? Oh, this is the scene that proves that Mad Hatter is a, a, a metal fan. The bugs aren't yours? Mine. Hey, Mad Hatter, do you like Ronnie James Dio? I've stolen from the best way to collect corp star. Doesn't. is far more advanced than anything I've They don't actually handcuff people to solid objects in any police force. They're not police. Alien. Do I look like the police? Sorry. Swear to me. Somebody had to do it. I, I would have taken the bondage the bane. Commercial break ever. I would have taken the bondage bane over the um, mushmouth we got in Dark Knight Rises. Don't get me started, dude. Seriously, I was so disappointed. On multiple levels, I'm Bane. Do you like me? I was more. I was more disappointed with the serious fuck you that they threw in at the end with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character's name. Oh, I was livid. What? There's a noise. But Superman, as Batman, I'll try to bring it up. Where could Bruce possibly be? What's that? And it's great because here he's doing detective work. He's doing detective work because it was. I think it was Dan Jurgens that wrote the issue, where somebody was like surprised that Superman could figure something out, and he goes, "You know, it is called investigative journalism." And it's one of yeah, those. I don't like. Where, you know, Batman is the master detective, but that doesn't mean that Superman can't be something of a detective as well. Yeah, I mean, he's not a meathead, which a lot of people are bright guys. That looks. Yeah, well, then he's just boring. Then he is just a meathead. Kryptonian. You got to give him some more personality than that. You know, again, I don't like Super. It's Bruce Wayne. Bruce. No, that's ridiculous too. What's you know, that? Don't like what? I'm sorry. I don't like the super scientist Superman. Yeah, like I yeah. Either I like I like a good middle where he's got a good head on his shoulders that he doesn't always think with his fists. But man, if you piss him off enough, back up, son, because it's about to get raw in here. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I do like about Superman is that, again, it comes to that vulnerability thing to where. 
he's so used to being able to rely on his powers that he's not necessarily a good fighter. And I yep. like that. I Everybody's like that gone. a lot. That essentially We're Superman's a brawler and not not a bully in a pick on you sense, but a bully in the sense that he is more powerful than just about everybody else. So he doesn't have to be a fighter. You know? Yeah. Did you guys did either of you ever read well, the J. Michael Straczynski Supreme Power series? No. I don't think I did. They um it was basically him doing Squadron Supreme, but an updated version of it. And he had a character that was just as powerful as Hyperion, that the first time they fight, this dude, Redstone, I think his name is, owns Hyperion, basically because Hyperion is not used to fighting anybody on his power level. Right, yeah. And I think that's always kind of an interesting thing. Then where then, I can't allow you to leave. like, if he what meets up with, does not let's me. use an example, your not because of the movie, but let's say General Zod, who's a trained soldier, Zod would go hand-to-hand, and Superman might not be able to handle that, so then you go on the fact that Superman has a mastery of his own abilities that Zod doesn't. Well, isn't you know? one of the, the characters in the new movie, isn't it Feora? Because yeah, Feora, I, so. I think that Zod's a bad example, but I think Feora is a great example because in one of, one of if not her first appearance, she owned Superman because yes. she was a master of... Whatever martial arts. Yeah, Black Tower, whatever the hell it was called. That, that That's the blood arts. fever, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I mean, it was whatever it was called in, in Kryptonian. She was a master, and so even though, you know, she was a female, she was a super Kryptonian just like him... And kicked his ass because he, again, is not an experienced fighter. And I, I always liked that story a lot because it demonstrated just that thing that sometimes he's a little too reliant on being the, the big guy in the room, you know? But I, that's one of those things I like about him. It gives him one of those vulnerabilities that non-fans are always bitching about him being too powerful. It also would look, it would just look weird to see him doing like kung fu and karate type <laughs> movements. It's like, that's not Superman. Not kung fu, super kung fu. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> which, which makes it twice as better as regular kung fu. Super karate. Just like Karate Kid. <laughs> oh, man. This is awesome. Uh. Yeah. Is this his ship from Krypton, or is this just looking like his ship? It just looks like yeah. it. It's cool. That's a nice callback. None of us have mentioned it yet, so I will. I love, love this version of Brainiac. I oh, said absolutely. at the beginning. He is inspired. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, is that when they decided to make him Kryptonian... They were worried at first, like, you know, well, fans aren't going to accept that. And then they're like, you know what? Most people aren't even going to know who Brainiac is. So we can pretty it much... so much more sense. It was an I love it. Barks. It really does. What is, uh, what is voice actor's name? Yeah, I can't... Corey Burton. Corey Burton, that's right. He has done so much great stuff. So much great stuff. 
one of his inspirations was actually uh, Paul Freeze. I always get a kick out Control of Control voice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just imagine if Hal was a walking homicidal computer. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, I love that version of Brainiac. And I love the fact that in the intro miniseries, the Jor-El just... The interplay between Brainiac and Jor-El is amazing. Oh, yeah, there was a big sci-fi, you know, 70s-era sci-fi chase scene. I, I know, and it's awesome. Budget. How are you feeling? So... The nanites are dissolving. All right, time to start doing heroin. Want to get, get together and do uh, the pilot episode? Anyway. I am. Totally I'd be up for that. Yeah, I love Last Son of Krypton. Dude, it's like Batman, like in his seventies outfit here with a black turtleneck and all that. That's awesome. Yeah, you're right. Superman does look a little off in this episode. Just a bit. Yeah. Such a weird shot of Superman flying away from Wayne Manor. <laughs> but it, again, it's one of those things that makes this such a great episode. So, I mean, it, it just, it, it, it's the team up that didn't quite happen because he and Batman never really team up. No. Right. <laughs> just but it Brady works saying, so well. Uh, Batman, you are Superman. I did not foresee this. I always liked Superman teaming up with Robin. I, I've always—I yeah. don't know what it is, but I've always been a sucker for those stories. And 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 it was even better almost in the post-crisis because it was Robin. And, you know, Dick Grayson and Superman had a better friendship for a long time than Bruce and Superman did. Yeah. And I like the idea that to Dick Grayson, Superman is like that uncle that he can go talk to about you know his brooding father and you know get some kind of i don't know sympathy or whatever also i love the fact that chuck dixon established that superman telling dick grayson about the uh nightwing of his culture inspired him to become nightwing yeah. so he yeah, most pretty cool. world. it works yeah, yeah I I mean, like it was just but top to bottom, that was just—it's just an amazing episode. Yeah, the, the whole Bane fight is, you know, what brings me in. But the story itself is excellent, just absolutely excellent. Agreed. Agreed. Well, yeah. like I say, we have to—we uh, have to agree to to get back together and cover more episodes of this series. Yes, for that, I had a blast. That, yeah, that was a lot of absolutely. fun. Absolutely. And I am uh, I am long overdue for a full rewatch of the series. So, I mean, we can we can do we can do even theme episodes like you know do in brightest day, new kids in town, fish story, and um, the uh, Tower of Fate episode all in one. Where yeah, I was trying to remember the name of that episode. Yeah, yeah. As that long was... as we get to Titano and Beppo. See, that was one of those things <laughs> that. Both it simultaneously bugged me, but I loved it at the same time. Is that so many other characters eventually started to come in on Superman, which I always that I always kind of chafe against that because it, it makes it sound to it makes it feel to me like they think Superman isn't enough to carry the series, and a lot of Superman shows did that, you know, to where eventually they started using him as a as a launch pad for other heroes. You know, and, and a lot of guest stars, but most of those episodes are really solid. Yeah. So yeah, I'd I'd be down for that. 
Hell, I'd be down for covering it any way we wanted to cover it, whether it was, you know, chronological or jumping around or anything we wanted to do. Absolutely. Well, I will encourage Indeed. the listeners to uh, to write in. Let us know what you thought of, uh, of the commentary for these episodes. Any uh, Anything to add, gentlemen? I love Superman. <laughs> we know, Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I'm also a, a very big fan of this version of Superman, and it's just, it's fun. You can throw on a batch of these and get lost in the, the awesomeness. It's one of, I, I usually hate saying, you know, when people say stuff like this, but this is something that you could hand somebody that's not necessarily a fan of Superman, and they'll get it. Yep, absolutely. You know, yep. Well, you, you can give it to a small child and say, enjoy this. It's fun. You will like it. You can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com, please be aware that if you use the Amazon.com link located on our website, www.2TrueFreaks.com, 2 True Freaks will receive a referral bonus for any items you purchase. There is absolutely no additional cost to you whatsoever for doing this. All proceeds go directly toward keeping new episodes of all your favorite 2 True Freaks affiliated podcasts rolling and it really helps us out. So please, use our Amazon.com link anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find 2TrueFreaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two, two True Freaks. Freaks.